Hey, welcome back to Through It All. It's your girl Kay. I'm sorry, it has been a few weeks since I was able to post um, an episode, and I do apologize. It's just been crazy busy, but a good busy um, sharing domestic violence information with people is really starting to take off for me, and I'm very excited about it. You know, something I've been on this journey for for years. Um, it may not happen when you want it, but it's always right on time. Nothing is in our time and it's all in God's timing. So I'm just grateful for the opportunities that have been presented before me to share about domestic violence awareness and get the word out. For those of you who don't know, I am Crystal Ryan. I am a 13-year survivor of domestic violence and I have made a vow to not be silent anymore. I have made a promise to myself and a promise to God that I will use my testimony to help someone else, even if it's just one. It was that, that is who it was meant to help on that particular day. So I have decided to do this podcast because I don't want to just be known locally. I don't just want to reach people locally. I want to reach people all over the world. So thank you, my friends and family, um, strangers, whoever is listening. I just thank you all. And you know, if you're listening, I want you to subscribe to this podcast, not for a personal gain, not for numbers or anything like that. I want you to subscribe to this podcast so that you get alerts when I do drop one. And then I want you to share it. I want you to share this podcast with at least one person. It could be male. It could be female. It could be a church member, a coworker, anybody. I just ask that you share it because you never know whose life you're going to save. You never know whose life you're going to touch. It could be that one person sitting beside you that's going through, or they know someone that is going through. And if you just say, hey, I've been listening to this podcast, check this out. You can put it on me. You're like, this lady is really tackling a, a heavy subject. You should listen to it. I just feel in my heart that that's going to help someone. So I am asking for you to first subscribe and share. And if you don't want to subscribe, please share. Please just share at least one of my episodes with someone. So I'm going to jump right in. Today's podcast is going to be mental health and domestic violence. Mental health and domestic violence. And if you know, if you've been listening, you know that this podcast always starts with scripture and it ends with the scripture from the Bible. And I do that because it's my faith in God that got me to this point. I could not have done this on my own. So I always start with scripture and end with scripture. So today's starting scripture is coming from Psalms 41 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. 
What is mental health? Well, mental health includes our emotional, our psychological, and social well-being. Our mental health affects how we think, how we feel, and act. And it also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Mental health is important at every age and every stage of life, from your childhood, your adolescence, and all the way through your adulthood. Think about this. Over the course of your life, if you experience mental health problems, your thinking, your mood, and behavior could be affected. Many factors contribute to mental health problems, including biological factors, such as our genes or brain chemistry. We can't help who we are born to. We cannot help um, who we were raised by. Life experiences such as trauma or abuse. Family history of mental health problems. All of this can contribute to your mental health as an adult, as a teenager, as a child. And then you add trauma to that. Trauma such as being abused, trauma such as being um, physically, emotionally abused. When you hear about domestic violence, you usually don't think um, automatically about mental health. Some people do not see how the two of those can go together. Domestic violence, mental health. Hmm. Some people don't even get it. You don't even associate the two. And you know, I did not realize that I was experiencing mental health issues of my own. Once I was um, in my abusive situation, my mental health really went down the drain then. But what was even scarier is after the situation, the mental abuse, um, I'm sorry, the mental disabilities that I was suffering. Signs and symptoms of mental illness, they can vary. And depending on the disorder, the circumstances, and other factors, mental illness symptoms, they can affect you differently. They affect everyone differently. It can affect your emotions. It affects your thoughts and your behaviors. With my mental illness, my emotions were all over the place. I didn't know how to feel. I was talking to one of my friends um, one time, and I said, do you know how it feels to not know how to feel. I didn't know if I wanted to laugh. I didn't know if I wanted to cry. I didn't know if I was happy or if I was sad. And then your thoughts. Mental illness affects your thoughts. I thought everyone was out to get me. I thought no one loved me. I just had thought very debilitating thoughts. Now, I didn't have many um, behaviors except for the crying. I would cry at the drop of a dime or I would seclude myself, work, church, and home. That's what I would do because I didn't know how to act. I didn't know how to present myself around other people. I didn't know how to be out. So, yes, I had behaviors that I didn't even know were considered or were a part of my mental illness. Domestic violence is a major public health problem throughout the world. 
and domestic violence against women is perpetrated by intimate partners and may give rise to both physical and mental health issues. Mental health consequences include depression, anxiety, PTSD, borderline borderline personality disorder, disassociative disorder, and self-harm behaviors. Being my transparent self, I'm going to tell you that I suffered from every one of these. Depression. I was so depressed at times, I could not leave my bedroom. I did not want the lights on. I did not want my door open. I just wanted to be in my room in the dark. Anxiety. Anxiety with things such as just getting in your car and driving to work. Anxiety would settle in about what's going on that day. Things that hadn't even presented themselves or hadn't happened, I had anxiety about. PTSD, the post-traumatic stress disorder, was horrible. It was the worst. Something as small as my children um, asking a question. It could be a trigger and it would send me into this PTSD fight or flight mode. Um, always wanting to make sure things were accurate or correct. My OCD was a part of the PTSD because I, I had to make sure things were right. I didn't suffer from the borderline personality personality disorder. At least I don't think I did. Disassociative disorder. I separated myself from everybody. I didn't have friends. I didn't want friends. I didn't want to be with anyone. I just wanted to be alone. And the self-harm behaviors. Attempted suicide on more than one occasion. I didn't want to be here. There again. I just wanted to separate. Women domestic violence survivors who seek support from domestic violence services that have experienced high levels of abuse, we usually show signs of depression, anxiety, and especially PTSD. And there again, I know this to be true because I personally experienced just about every one of them. And this was even after I was free, when I had no fear, had no reason to fear my past abuser. I still suffered from all of these. And you know, one thing that I talked about in a discussion with my voices group last week is that some people will say, well, it's been this many years. You should be over it. We live with domestic violence for the rest of our lives. It's something that just doesn't go away. Just because we're not physically in the situation does not mean that it's over. It's something that we carry with us day in and day out. And yes, there again, it messes with our mental ability. Family and friends and even professionals may not even be aware that someone is dealing with mental health conditions such as depression or anxiety. You can't see depression. You can't see anxiety. Yeah, I may look like something is going on. You may wonder what's going on with me. But you can't see what's going on inside of my brain. You can't hear the voices telling me that I'm inadequate. I'm unfit. 
um, I'll never be anything. You can't see that. You can't see my heart racing, my palms are sweaty, or my my heart about to jump out of my throat. You can't see those things. You can't see my brain telling me that I'm worthless. You can't see my brain telling me all the horrible things that our abusers have told us. You can't see that. And see, we tend to try and mask it. And we suffer in silence for so many reasons. And the number one reason is fear. It's fear. For me, it was fear. Because when I was younger, the title that was associated with these things was crazy. You would hear friends or family members be like, so-and-so is in the crazy hospital. So-and-so sitting over there in the corner crying. She needs to be in the cra- on crazy meds or they need to take her to that crazy hospital. So it's no wonder why we try and hide our mental health issues. And that is just one more thing to add to your long list of abusive acts. Only now you are abusing yourself because of fear. You are depriving yourself of getting the help that you need. I did. I was ashamed to get a counselor. I was ashamed to talk about how I was feeling. Because there again, you've just come out of a situation where you were considered dumb. You were considered so many horrible things. And so now you now having to admit that I feel mentally unstable. I didn't want to go through that. Here are some signs that you may be experiencing mental illness. And this is no judgment. These are signs. So pay attention. Feeling sad or down. Confused. Thinking or reduced ability to concentrate. Excessive fears or worries. Or extreme feelings of guilt. Extreme mood changes of highs and lows. You withdraw from friends and activities. You feel tired, you have low energy, or or you can't even sleep, or you sleep too much. Detachment from reality, you know, you have delusions, paranoia, or hallucinations. Inability to cope with daily problems or stress. Trouble understanding and relating to situations and to people. You begin to see that you de- um, develop a dependency on Drugs or alcohol. Major changes in your eating habits. Sex drive changes. Excessive anger, hostility, or you may even become violent. Or suicidal thoughts. These are all signs that you may be experiencing some mental health issues. And you may need to get some help. It's okay. Now let's go a little deeper. We've talked about adults, but what about the children? Those that are parents like myself, as mothers, we have a connection with our children from the day that they were conceived. Our children naturally have an emotional attachment to us. So if you're suffering, don't you think they may be too? I know my children were, and if I can be honest, they suffered in two totally different ways, but they suffered. Even even my children, they carried some of it into their own adult lives, into their adulthood. So together, we had to figure out 
how to help them. We just I I had to figure figure out my children because I knew that they were suffering and I knew that they were both suffering in different ways. So I wanted to share this poem with you guys. And this poem is a poem written by a 10-year-old. Tears, tears go away. Why must you come back almost every day? You remind me of my pain. You remind me of my hurt. Why can't you go away? I just want to be happy. I hate my house. I hate I hate it here. Tears, tears flowing so fast. I am a child. I see my mom. My mom is beat up all the time. I always see what happened the night before. I can't I can't think. I hate I hate what daddy does. I hate what daddy does. Why does he hurt my mommy? My mommy is nice. My mommy is pretty, even with a black eye. I love my mommy. I want to kill my daddy. Praying, God, one day my mommy won't be broke, that she cannot heal. My mommy has bruises. My mommy has scratches. How can I help her? I don't know what to do. I'm just a child. So so why not just take my life too? I don't want to see my mommy hurt anymore. But if I die, who is going to love on my mommy when she needs it? Tears, tears. Can you imagine being a 10-year-old and this is what you are seeing? Can you imagine what it's doing to this child? Mental health is overlooked in both adults and children. That poem was by a 10-year-old. Now, here's a poem that was written by me. He pulled my hair out from the roots and threw it on the floor beside me for me to clean up. I looked at my bald spots in the mirror and began to cry. Look at you. That's what I said to myself. Why did you make him do this? Now you have to figure out what to tell people about what happened. You have to fix this. You have to deal with it. I began to try to cover it up. Mentally, I was a wreck all weekend leading up to the work week. Anxiety set in every time I thought someone was looking at my hair. He slapped me in my face, even kicked kicking me in my face once. And what did I tell myself? You deserved it because you made him mad. Crystal, you should have been quiet and let him say whatever he wanted to you. The words are just words. Do you know how dirty the bottom of a shoe is? How disrespectful it is for someone to kick you, let alone kick you in your face. I loved him so much, so I didn't have the strength or the desire to walk out the door. There was blood on my face. My black eye was growing darker and darker. Everything was hurting. And all I can do was cry. Looking in the mirror at myself, taking my own life was the plan. If he will not leave me, then I will just go away permanently. I was not thinking about my children or anyone else. God had a plan, and I was angry about it because my first attempted suicide failed, like everything else I tried to do. Crystal, you have to stop making him mad and understand 
that it is the alcohol and not him. This is what he does. I wish I knew his reasons why. I just want him to see my heart and who I am. I want him to be the man that I fell in love with and the man that fell in love with me that day. What can I do? My heart won't let me leave him. I wonder if this is how my life will be. Will it be like this from now on until I die? Know that if I stay, I won't. it won't be long until he kills me, intentionally or unintentionally. He says he's sorry. He takes me in his arms. He even starts to cry. I tell him I forgive him and that everything is fine. For now, it's fine. At least because I know. I know it will happen. It'll happen again in time. If I can guess, you're probably saying, Kay, you are crazy. How can you stay with someone that did all of that stuff to you? Some people are just born with no intention of ever accepting love. And you know what? And they they just want to control you. They get into your mind. Yet there I was trying to make him shine even more. I used to boost his ego, giving him everything. And when I had nothing, I started to lose confidence in myself. And I had to do what's best for me. And finally, after years of torturing myself by accepting him, I left. And I left with no intention of ever looking back. All I ever wanted was to fix him. But he ended up breaking me. I did not realize how bad my mental health was until months after my escape. Had I not dealt with my mental health issues, I wouldn't be able to speak with you today and talk about it. I wouldn't be able to sit here without crying. But I got help. I am still in counseling. Thanks to the Rosandum Center here in Denver, they set me up with a wonderful counselor, um, counseling services, and it has been marvelous. Counseling saved my life. If you or someone you know is suffering from domestic violence, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. Again, the National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233. And if you're in the Colorado, the Denver, Colorado area, and you're looking for assistance, the Rose Andam Center can be reached at 720-337-4400. Safe House Denver is 303-318-9959. And the Gathering Place for Women is 303-321-4198. And again, the National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7233. So today before I end, I would like to share with you all that I am a co-author in the book Focused and Aligned Part 3, Unshakable Faith. Um, it is my newest project. And I'm so, 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 so excited. Um, 
Focus and Align Part 3 is a collaboration of four powerful stories on how we went through valley experiences that helped us develop our faith tank, exercise our faith muscle power, and walk by faith to live an abundant life. And um, my chapter in the book is called Unshakable Faith, Young, Married, Scared, and Running with Children. And just a little snippet. My children were in the other room. The door was across the other side of the apartment, and I had no quick escape route. I sure wasn't leaving without my babies. So to find out what I'm talking about, you will have to read the anthology. Um, Hit me up on Facebook, and I will give you the link to get your copy if you would like a copy. And my next big announcement is that through it all, Her Story Part 1 is finally done and in the hands of my editor. I'm so excited. It is just about ready to print. So this is Part 1, and I decided to do a two-part memoir because I had to first get through my childhood. Um, I tried to do the childhood and the adulthood together, and it was just too much. It was just too much for me to try and put all together. It was too much mentally to try and just, you know, when you're writing and you're writing a memoir, it's hard to um, actually get through some of the trauma. So it has taken me longer than expected to get the book out, but I'm excited. Um, It's longer in my eyes, but God had already projected this time. This is when God wanted it to come out and this is how he wanted it to come out. I thought that I was going to lead out with um, domestic violence awareness and my escape and all that, but God said no, because there was still a part of little crystal that had not been dealt with. Um, This is very deep. There are some things that I'm sharing for the very first time in this memoir and um, I'm excited. I am excited about what's going going to happen and the lives that are going to be changed um, just by people reading my book. So just a snippet from Through It All, her story. School, although it was hard for me to be at, school was my refuge. I was so happy to be free that learning how to add and subtract was the last thing on my mind. I wanted to talk. I wanted to play. I wanted somebody to pay me some attention. So if that meant acting up in school for some attention, then it was better than none at all. I often clung to teachers or other adults that worked at the school because I wanted the sense of feeling loved. I wanted what was missing from my home life. You will hear me say a lot of things um, that I was looking for love out of most. And that is so true. And also what caused me to go through so much in my adult life, as well as looking for love. I was looking for love, but I really didn't know what love was until I was free. So love, love has always been on my radar. Love is something I've wanted since birth. Love is something that I wanted as a young adult. Love was something that I wanted as an adult. Love is something that I finally have because I have love for myself. And that's just a snippet from Through It All, Her Story, Part 1. So I am excited for that to come out, um, looking at maybe June. But as God gives it to me, I will share it with you all. So our closing scripture today is going to be Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. Be anxious for nothing, 
but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much. I know it's been a while, but I really appreciate those of you who have come back. And I really appreciate those those of you who it's your first time joining me. Um, Again, if you or someone you know is suffering from domestic violence, please, please don't hesitate to call the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And that number is 1-800-799-7233. Thanks. Until next time, everyone have a blessed day. Get out and enjoy yourself today. It's supposed to be nice. All right. God bless you. Have a great day.